This is VC Projects Podcast, and today we're also doing a video with Bjarni Seborgensen at his studio just outside of Reykjavik in Iceland. Bjarni received his Bachelor's and Master's of Fine Art at San Francisco Institute of the Art. After completing his degrees, he returned to Reykjavik to continue his career. During this time, the artist received a two-year stipend from the Icelandic government for a sizable site-specific land commission that combined painting and sculpture. In 2003, he took part in the Los Angeles International Biennial, and the following year, he participated in the Pilsen International Biennial of Drawing. Over the past 25 years, Bjarni has had numerous gallery and museum exhibitions in the USA and Europe. And um, today, we are not only doing an, an audio recording, but also a video and we're in the studio. And it's so nice to have you back. This is our third talk, Bjarni. Yeah, hello. Nice to meet you again, Victoria. Thank you. Thank you for having me back and to continue our discussion. I know um, we began our first talk talking about Iceland and different um, mythology and about your water paintings, water and oil paintings that you have done. In our second talk, we, we went into this series that you've been working on about the heart. And um, we focused on flesh and mind, body consciousness and painting. We also yeah. talked about Merleau-Ponty and his quote, it's not the mind that paints, it's the body. Mm -hmm. and, and that sort of started another discussion and then um, you mentioned that you were reading some of Jill's Deleuze's Logic of Sensation. And I had a great pleasure in um, studying that philosopher and reading what he had to say, which he said, there were two ways in which I can experience the viewing of a painting. One is the abstract form, which affects the head and the brain. Second is the figure, which Suzanne labels the sensation. The sensation is the form which interacts immediately upon the nervous system, which is the flesh. And we are gonna talk more today about the flesh and these uh, incredible paintings that you've been doing. So okay. where, where would you like to begin today? Well, okay, you can, uh, we have it on uh, visual media now so you can see the paintings right okay so if i explain it a little bit just the kind of kind of the logic behind how i start so i start from x-ray photographs just taking the shapes very roughly paint them and then i dissolve them with water and oil and after that, I bring them down and I take these big gestures here on the periphery of the paintings that comes around like this. Mm -hmm. And they, they are almost like the body or the periphery of the, uh, I think I have it right, thoracic ca cavity. Thoracic cavity is like the inside of your chest. Uh -huh. So basically the big gestures are indicating the periphery of the body in a sense mm -hmm. and how, how energy moves in and out of that. Right. So, and also within that 
kind of, uh, what can I say, hall or, or, or the inside the chest, there you have the heart in a sense, and the lungs and the nervous system and, and the veins and the, everything like that. But what I like to do is just play with it in an abstract form. So mm -hmm. the, the x-ray photographs, just they're just a, a small reference to begin with. So I'm not copying them or anything like that, but I, I, I start with them as, almost like a, just like a sketch or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I just let the, the kind of emotional feeling of the paint kind of, I follow that, mm -hmm. that directs me. So I, I allow the painting itself to direct me further away, further in the process. Mm -hmm. So, and what I'm interested in is kind of within that, in these big gestures that I take, I like to create kind of spatial element and then have the middle coming out of there, in a sense. Mm -hmm. So, and in the process, the, what I like is the, the unpredictability of the paint, what, what it, what the paint itself or, or the process of it is telling me what I can read into. So that's a very important part when I paint is that I allow myself to not be in total control, but just kind of follow the path what the painting is leading me to and react to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so quite profound. These, it's a, it's like a epic novel, <laughs> you know, the the depth of it and the the light and the darkness. I mean, it certainly feels like a cavity to me. For the for the listener who's not able to view this right now, I will load this to YouTube and and have a link that I'll share. But it's it's a very large painting. Um, maybe eight or nine feet tall? They're like uh, 10 feet by 10 feet. 10 feet by 10 feet, yeah. It's they're yeah, quite uh, rough, rough. Yeah, yeah. And there's this uh, darkness and lightness and it is abstraction, but you do feel like there, it's a cavity, like you're, you're inside of something, whether, I wouldn't say it's a volcano, but it, you do feel like, without knowing what it feels like to be in an artery, it, it feels like you are within this natural organic space. But I, I, I sense there's, a, there's sound, there's, there's a, a movement, there's, there's a choir, there's, there's so much more depth. You know, you don't just look at this and go, oh, these are circular shapes that no, 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 reminisce no. organic, there's, there's, there's a huge orchestral feeling to it. That's good to hear. That's what I hope to kind of achieve because uh, it's what I've been looking at it, instead of looking at contemporary painting, when I'm doing this, I'm looking back to more Baroque paintings and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Just to get the feel of that. So, 
I, I, in a sense, I, I wanted them to be a little old-fashioned in that sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when you talk about nature, uh, that's the reference that I gave you about Nordic myth mythology when they cre create the earth out of a human being. Mm -hmm. And here you have the reference. When we are looking at the volcano that is erupting, is still erupting here in Iceland, you have the same feeling as looking inside a body. Or, or yeah. Like yes. So I, I like to kind of play with that. So even though it's a, it's a body in a big sense of the word, it's, mm -hmm. yeah. it's my body, but still it's like the body of the, of the universe. Yeah, it feels like that. And the colors, let's talk about the colors just again for the for the listener that is not able to visually see this. The colors are there's some deep reds. Can can you share? I obviously you're mixing your own paint, but can we just describe the colors and the depth? Yeah, I I there there is kind of like what can I say? There are darker colors underneath in a sense, and I bring the lighter colors up front to create a depth. So, so the lighter colors or, or the yellow goldies, they, they jump a little bit out when the others sink back, mm -hmm. uh, the greenies and the blueies uh, and the deep reds. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I also like to play with that. If we go back to another painting here, it's a little bit different in color. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. More, more pink, blueies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It re it resembles the both paintings resemble the flesh and the, the inner workings of the body, with the depth and and the lighter tones and just yeah, the darker tones here in the middle. And yeah. The and you have kind of a reference to a spinal cord that is like a column. Uh -huh. Yeah. But still broken and, and kind of disappearing in the middle. Now, the so, spinal cord is very important to you because I know that you wrote an essay and we did an exhibition called Spinal Sweep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is spinal, it, it's like a reference to the. the uh, consciousness within the body. So the consciousness is in the spinal cord that is going through the whole body instead of thinking of, of and all the nervous system, instead of thinking of the brain just being the, the, the place of consciousness. So, so the spinal, that's why I called it the spinal uh, or painting with the spine. Mm -hmm. So you are painting, and when you are painting, you are using your your nervous system and your class to paint, mm -hmm. uh, and through the sensation of exploring it. How do we get there? How how did you get there to that that point? <laughs> uh, tough question. I don't know. Just by painting a lot, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's look at this painting a little deeper. Um, I noticed in the other one you had a, a central sort of circular shape. And like you said, this one um, is kind of a spinal cord 
you know, there's that, you don't see it, but you know it's there. Yeah, yeah, in a sense, it, I, I kind of, you notice it, but I'm not describing it fully for all Yeah. So you get a feel of it more. And where, where the heart should be here, you have an empty space. And that's kind of what I'm interested in too, is that every cell in our body and every atom is in a way empty. It's a matter of energy. So when you, if you would uh, peel yourself like an onion or something like that, you just peel your body off empty and there's nothing there. So where is the consciousness? That's kind of what I'm interested in. Uh-huh. Does that does the consciousness lie within the flesh of the movement? So and uh, and painting being the vehicle of that, exploring that. Yeah. I'm, I'm currently I'm currently reading the phenomenology of spirit of spirit. Yeah. So yeah, you mean Hecka? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't read that book actually. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you when I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Have you read that? I... I'm reading it right now. You're reading it right now. Okay, I'm yeah. going to check that out next. <laughs> okay, but but back to your painting. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm really fascinated about where the consciousness is, where the spirit, um, as as we talked about. Um, before Miller Ponty, it's the body that paints, not the mind, and and just our sensations of knowing our physical actions and and what our brain tells us and what our body tells us, and then our heart. Um, and just thinking about your process of painting, were these paintings you were, as you talked about in in our last talk, you have uh, the music, maybe Wagner going very loud. And you're yeah. kind of create you're kind of creating this cavity yourself that you're into, yeah. and you know maybe metaphysically, maybe spiritually, you're you're envisioning yourself in this space. And in some points, you're on a scaffold, right? Scaffold. Yes. Yes. Hello. I can't hear you. Can you right now? Oh. I, okay. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. So. Hey. Um, would you like to talk about that, your process? Yeah, like when you're talking about the music, it, it, it's very important to me. And uh, like this kind of big sound, this big symphonic sound or operatic sound. And I want to get that feeling in the painting. So the big movements being like the big strokes in, in cellos or... Mm -hmm you have and very dramatic so and I like them to be very dramatic uh, so that's a big part of it too. Uh, well you accomplished that. So uh, yeah that they are supposed to be like going to a symphony or, or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. That. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So how, here, go ahead. How many, you, how many paintings have you completed now in this heart series? Uh, there are six big ones like this. Wow, wonderful. And how do you want to exhibit them? What, what's your ideal situation? 
my ideal situation is just a, a big hall where I always like to have, in a way, I, I like the, for paintings like this to have it almost like a sanctuary or, or a tomb or something like that. Yeah, I, I agree. So you have this kind of, almost like you go to a, a church or, or mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. in a sense. Yeah very clean space, but still, it can be raw in a sense, but, but still this feeling of isolation or you're just born with a painting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We lost you, the image for a minute. Is somebody calling on the phone? Is that interrupting our... Maybe, yeah. We just have Raga's name on the screen right now. So you just have Raga on the... Just her name is on the screen. Okay. Are you okay now? Yeah, we're good. Oh. Yeah. Great. So, so this okay. painting, you've introduced some color. And yeah, tell us about this one. You've introduced yellow and lighter reds and more pale. Yeah. And there's yeah. a... Circ another depth of circular light coming through. Yeah, so here I took that, um, the beginning of uh, x-ray where the x-ray is actually cutting like a, a slide through the heart and through the big waves. So these circuits, so you are actually seeing inside the heart in the beginning instead of Maybe in the first one, you had the heart displayed almost like an object or something like in the middle. So here you have, just, you're getting inside the heart and inside the waves. So, so I started with an x-ray that had that reference that you had more open space. So you don't have this kind of object in the middle, more circular shapes that indicate that you're going inside, like, like the heart or, or the big waves that are around the heart. Mm -hmm. And I, I just play with that. That's also what is behind it, what is flowing inside the heart. Is it empty space? It's filled with blood, of course, and, and things like that. So I think of even the empty space is filled with energy. And I, I, what I, the reference I like to, you know, what I think of, maybe one thing that is kind of important to me, when you think of paintings of Rembrandt or, or Rubens, Titian, which I mentioned very often, or even Turner, there is the sense that the light, the energy, they, they paint that, the light, which is actually ethereal, they paint that with a, the most physical, or, or the thickest, the, it's most uh, textural and the most physical paint is within the light of the painting, not the objects in themselves, but the light is actually becoming like a physical entity. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I, that's one thing that I'm kind of interested in. And you can see that very much in Turner paintings how the sunset or the sunrise, the 
thickest application of paint in his paintings uh, is where the death is, not where the the houses are or things like that. Mm -hmm. So I find that interesting. So and the weather, like the snowstorm, the storm itself becomes physical entity, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I, I kind of relate to that. Uh, and uh, I would say some of what I'm doing here has a reference to that. Mm -hmm. Does that? Yeah, yeah, no, that's so observing. It's so observant to, to, I mean, when you say that, it's certainly true in the Turners that I've seen and in understanding Rembrandt's work. And it feels like this painting, you have a union with consciousness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so much depth there in every square foot is a painting. <laughs> Yeah, within it is a world of yeah, of, yeah, or, or or spaces. Right. So the light. Um, I understand what you said, and I wonder if that could be partially environmental. That you're not afraid of the light. The light is something that you're very used to seeing. Um, mm -hmm. living in Iceland and experiencing it, you know. I mean, my vision is that it is it's blanketed with very light colors most of the year, snow and ice. Well, yeah, you have extremes here actually. You have the summers, you have the midnight sun and you have light like 24 hours a day. Uh, and you, there are that extremes and then you have darkness almost 24 hours in the middle of the winter. Mm -hmm. But still, you, when it's when the snow is covering everything, you have the brightness of the, the snow when it gets bright. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. But we live in a very extreme country in that sense. So it is it is very kind of you you feel the weather here. You feel the natural forces very well, mm -hmm. very strongly. Mm -hmm. It's. Mm -hmm. So you become very sensitive. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's a big part of your upbringing too, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I've been thinking about it quite a lot. I think what you, your memories of the things when you are brought up, when you're growing up, they are constantly with you and they kind of develop how you are and how you sense things, I think. So if you are brought up in this place or another place, that is very deep in your consciousness, mm -hmm. within your just memory and consciousness here. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of my feeling, I think so. Mm -hmm. Even though I cannot prove it, but I think somebody who's brought up in New York has a different sense of space and things like that than me that is brought up in Iceland. Right, right. But might be, I might be wrong, but I think- No, it's true, it's true. But also you have a, like if you think of genetics, you know, you have a lineage of, of people yeah. coming from your climate. Um, yeah. I, you know, like I struggle living in California because it's not 
a good climate for me. You know, England is my ideal climate and that's where all my genetics is from. And so consequently, I have a lot of health issues being in the light, in the heat, you know, but, and I, and it's not natural to me. It's still not natural to me, even though I've been here, you know, 50 years. So I, I understand what you're saying for sure. Um, yeah. I just been kind of researching genetics too, and how that is sort of part of our spirit. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of, uh, yeah, how, how you bring a memory of your ancestors within you, yeah, in a sense, within yeah. your genetics. Yeah. So you are not just what you are right now, you are also your ancestors. Your, yeah. That, that is within your blood and all that. So mm -hmm. you might have memory flashes from your past, I, you could say. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's possible. Yeah, yeah. so but, it's interesting because you you're built off of your, your from your father and mother and your grandmother and grandfather and mm -hmm. pa, 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 pa. Mm -hmm. and they lived in a certain way and and you have their genes and they probably bring you 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 bring that with you in your life mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's a whole nother topic but yeah back yeah. to your painting so um and this painting where you've really introduced color let's um you i just uh, when i uh, the colors i i wanted them to be in this kind of the big strokes are all kind of pinkies or, or yellow pinkies uh -huh. with a reference to a fleshy tone or something like that. But uh, like the, the one before was very spacious, so the, the flesh is almost disappearing when this one is very kind of gold, reddish with a little bit of blue just to kind of exit up. So yeah, I'd like to think of it in those terms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm in this series, I wanted just to not making a series that was just in, in the same color theme, but have no, a, no. Yeah, the, the, the only reference is the, the periphery or, or, or the big stroke, even though they're very pink in one, and a little bit yellowish, uh, more yellowish, yellow pickies in another one. That's the only kind of connection point within that. So mm -hmm. one painting might remind somebody more of the earthy tones and another more of the body tones and things like that. Is there a certain chronology to look at these paintings? Or like you said, it's they're in a room, like a, a sacred space and you feel as a viewer compelled to sort of bounce off of each one of them and the each yeah. painting will tell you it's it's story yeah 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 in a in a sense yeah each painting is a uh, 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 independent in that sense mm -hmm. it's like a dependent body so right. i look at live bodies like they are like you're walking into a space where uh, 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 
group of bodies are placed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're looking at them. Well, mm-hmm. and the sciences, I, I just, if they are bigger than bodies, but I just, yeah. like, it's like a little bit bigger that I can move myself around. So I have to stretch my body. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. And really move my body around it to paint. Right, right. But um, you've done a lot of research with different professionals related to the heart, doctors, um, priests, psychologists, um, and you researched, you talked to them, um, interviewed them about heart and consciousness, and um, even the heart doctor allowed you to come in and and actually see an open heart surgery. did any of your interviews did from any of your interviews did you plan out to make a particular painting based on that interview or did this all sort of just un- no, they are, itself? No, no they are totally independent from the, this so i don't think about the interviews in terms of, or, or painting because of a reference point to the interview not at all. They are, they, for me, they are like different angles on, on how people look at body consciousness. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting because it, it differs mm-hmm. quite, quite, a, quite a lot uh, from very clinical point of view from the doctor, the heart surgeon, from very spiritual view from like the guy who is in yoga practice very much, mm-hmm. of course, uh, and so on and so on. And when you get into aesthetics, uh, I talked a, a little bit more about aesthetics with the art historian and the philosopher mm-hmm. and ontology. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, that is actually connected to it, but totally independent from the paintings themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But did did those interviews now you know now you've you've done the paintings did those did you learn obviously you learned you have you received insight from the interviews but mm-hmm. like you said um, what you told me in the second talk you explained with the heart surgeon even though he can have all his measurements and all his uh, information of what he needs to do. There's a percentage that he has to make some final decisions about how he's going to save this person's life yeah, and, yeah. and make them heal in, in doing the surgery. So my question to you is, even though you did all these interviews, did it really change your intuitive sense of how you made these paintings? Obviously, it no. informed you, but I don't think it changed your your physical no i i wouldn't say that yeah no, no. they just bring more depth to it in a sense right. but no they didn't change anything like that yeah but but uh, my contemplation of how i was how was how i was supposed to approach this going to think about the heart that i was kind of okay should i do that or not or, or use x-rays or should I 
paint them more like the x-rays and I felt that I was getting kind of too far from myself within what I believe in the painting process. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's why I went a little bit, I did some studies like that, but I went back to my kind of my way of doing it and incorporating the images into that rather than changing my whole way of doing things. Like it might have informed you to, in this painting, create more light. Say, say that again. It might have informed you, like in this painting that I'm looking at right now, to create more light. Yeah, create more light, uh, bring it more, instead of having it like almost like a black and white mm -hmm. painting or, or dark and light painting. So all, all the color variations, they would you wouldn't see them in a x-ray or, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And just allowing the brushstroke and the materiality of it, uh, the, like I say, the unpredictability of, of like water and oil, like how the water is throwing itself through the oil and things like that. I, and I'm not in control there and I'm looking at it just kind of creating itself in a sense. And then I take a decision from that, what is happening in front of me. Mm -hmm. So I find that very important part of my process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Should, we should move here one yeah. more. Yeah. Um, as we're walking to the next painting, the question is, um, because you've been recovering from heart surgery yourself, was mm -hmm. doing this act a bit of a healing for you too? I, I think so, yes. I, and I find it interesting because I, uh, I, uh, I'm almost, I'm almost cured, or I'm cured in a way. For, Good, congratulations. <laughs> in that sense, but I'm still using, I still take some medicines, but with my heart got all healed back. Good. So of course it's uh, just a way of living, but I think. Focusing on this, my belief is so that focusing on this is a, in a way a healing process. And I thought about it in that way. Yeah. Too. So using my own practice as a painter to use that to heal myself. Mm -hmm. That's uh, part of what I, I thought of in the beginning. Brilliant. So I focus on that. So if I focus on that, I should then get give it more attention, what the heart is, what my body is, what, what and things like that. Mm -hmm. And my strong belief in painting. Yeah, for sure, it gives you more confidence, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, here you have, so you, here you have the last painting in the series, or uh, here you have one very dramatic painting, with a very dark, Point. And there is there are two that are quite much lighter, and this is one of them, and the other one is behind it. I just didn't have the space for sure uh -huh. for both of them. So they are a little bit more lighter and more material, more more softer colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see how that was necessary. 
Yeah, kind of a little bit different. Uh huh. Yeah, but I can still feel that it's it's part of the group. Yeah, it's a part of the group, but a, a little bit different. Yeah. And they, they are a little bit uh, in a different shape too. They're a little lower. They're like maybe nine and a half feet or something like that. So, but I decided to have them a, a little bit different. So there are four paintings that are very dramatic mm -hmm. and two paintings that are a, a bit more kind of not as dramatic. Mm -hmm. More poetic, yes. Yeah. It still feels like part of the musical score. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy that you talk about the music. So you feel, really feel the music in there? Yeah, uh, I do. Yeah, I do. I'm very happy to hear that because, yeah. like I told you, music is very important to me and to get if that comes across that, that kind of dramatic feeling of music that's very that, that I'm very happy that 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 should come across. Yeah I'm a real believer that if the artist really surrenders themselves and and really comes from an honest place of truth that all of that energy and intention and its surroundings will be captured on the canvas. Yes. I'm a real believer in that. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. And especially within painting, because you are alone with it and you just have your brushes or your tools and you are just with your body in the act of it. So you're not planning it beforehand, uh, letting somebody else produce something for you or anything like that. Yeah. Or making an installation where you have a group of people installing your work or whatever. Here you are just with yourself, confronting yourself within it. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, that kind of fascinates me in, within painting. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Let's let's talk about the earlier in, in looking at these two last paintings. Let's talk about some of the earlier influences you mentioned, the other paintings. Um, we talked to painters, we talked about in um, our second talk, which was Cezanne. We talked just a little bit about, of course, Titian and Rembrandt, but we talked about um, Willem de Kooning. Yeah. And, and um, again, uh, your work is very different than all of the artists that you admire. Um, it's very different, and I think it's it takes a really strong person to 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 come out with different work to not be influenced and have your own visual language. <laughs> that's a that's a whole problem. You you are influenced by them, but you still you have to create your own. Yeah. And uh, identity, and you do that by using those influences. But still, you have to do your own thing in a sense. Mm -hmm. So you you cannot be copying them. No, no. And, and it's uh, you cannot be them. No, you no. To, you have to find a way to use what you are fascinated about their work 
and use that to your advantage mm -hmm. and, and make it making it make it your own in a way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so, so the, the big from the cooning the big kind of splashy brush strokes which i like uh, and just this kind of spontaneity in painting even though he worked very elaborately on them uh, and they are very there's a lot of work in them, even though they look that spontaneous. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of, I, yeah, I, I can sense that in my own work too. They are spontaneous, but and I want that kind of feeling of that they are just happened in a moment. Mm -hmm. But still, there's a lot of layering in color too. Yeah. Well, that that was one of the things we talked about in accomplishing flesh in these paintings and not just the cavity but the flesh and i feel like this painting that we're looking at right now really talks about the flesh yeah and the not, terms, yeah. yeah and it, it you know it doesn't it's completely your own language your own visual language mm -hmm. and i i think for me i think that has quite a lot to do with uh, uh, developing your own personal kind of paint handling. Mm -hmm. So you take from somebody else, but you create your own paint handling and drawing style within the paint. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I when I teach, uh, I tell my students try to be as eccentric as you can be. So so you so you are. You become more and more about yourself rather than copying somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So try to dive as deeply as you can with, into yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. The way you just do things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 This is this is really great. This one. These two ones are really amazing. You had to do that. Otherwise, if you didn't do what you just did with these, it would be very contrived to keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same. And so, you, how long, I mean, not that it really matters, but to do these paintings, I know that you spent hours and hours in the studio working undisturbed and just deeply involved. Um, and, and these ones, was it any less? I mean, I think you probably spent a lot of time just looking and feeling and, and stepping back. Yeah, yeah. They seem maybe a little uh, lighter in working. Maybe they took a little less time, but still, I think uh, the last paintings, they, they, there's also, I'm more sure of what I'm, I, I was kind of getting to the point, I was more sure of what I was gonna, yeah. how they would look in the end, so. Right. So maybe that's part of it, but they, they took similar time though, uh, in a sense just looking and contemplating on them. And the, the, the six paintings have taken me like now 
from the beginning of May, I think, and I just finished them, what, a couple of weeks ago? Mm -hmm. That's pretty quick. Well, do <laughs> I think that's quick. <laughs> so I don't know. And then it's back and forth. So I, I, and for me, I still have to finish with the final code. I, I usually use like Venice turpentine just to get kind of certain glow into the painting. So I coat them with Venice turpentine mixture of certain, certain mixture that I use in the final coat. Mm -hmm. so, so I'm letting them dry a little bit now to get that coat on top of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Can we see the other canvas again one more time? Please? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what would you say about body consciousness and painting now after completing these works and ending? Yeah. You these mean where, where am I going? What am I going to do next? Or, or? Well, no, no, just, just, I mean, back to what you, back to what we were talking about. If I think about this is not a storm, but if I think about a storm, you know, you have the darkness slowly coming in. You have the, 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 the drama of the passage of time and, and the change of elements um, in the sky. And then it passes and then you see this flicker of light and then it slowly changes and it develops into this new scape. Um, atmosphere, you know, like a storm. This is not a storm. So to me, these paintings follow that natural progression. But I'm just wondering now where you're standing, you know, um, psychologically with the paintings, how do you, how do you feel about embodiment, you know, having accomplish this this project i still i, I i'm a, even more confident about it yeah yeah good <laughs> but but it's interesting what uh, uh it's it's like uh, what can i say it's like even i'm thinking about very much about how there could be a consciousness without the body too. Mm, so, okay. But still, while, while, but the consciousness is still in a different kind of body. So it also, it has to have a body in a sense. And that's why I think about what Malapati talks about there, mm -hmm. the, the uh, flesh of the world, I think. I, if I remember right, uh, thinking of the whole atmosphere as a flesh and the whole consciousness as within that flesh too. So you're a flesh within a flesh. Mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, when you, when you look back at, you know, when you're walking through your studio and, and you know you're you're doing other things and you look back at these paintings and it's a documentation of your performance of this project but it's also a painting you know outright 
do you do yeah. you go back into like some of the spaces like the one on the right side of that light i don't know looking at from here it's on the right side uh, the other side the other side of this painting no the other painting the other painting yeah 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 there do you do you go back into some of these spaces and kind of revisit not not with paint not with paint but do you kind of go back into this as the documentation of this huge accomplishment and revisit where you were what what does the physical painting what is it resembling now yeah, I think uh, maybe after a few months or, or, or a year or something like that. Uh, and my experience in my previous work is when you go back into that space where you were doing the paintings, I think it's too close to me now. And yeah. Maybe after maybe half a year or a year, when you come close to them, you it reflects on where you were. Mm -hmm. for that period of time, if you're talking about that. Yes, very much so. Mm -hmm. And I have that feeling very much on my, the, uh, the, what I call the pandemonium paintings that were about certain things. Yeah. Just emotional things. And uh, when I look at them back uh, or see them back, I, I have a, a recollection of where I was right there. Uh -huh. or, or, or the Tenebrous Flats paintings. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to go back to your painting, but it's more interesting when you don't see them for a while and you right, it's like right. coming to an old friend or something like that. Right, so what do you do now? I mean, these paintings have such a massive um, base in your studio. How, how do you live with these works now? And they're just so new, kind of in a way. So uh, I'm just kind of still developing them, you know, yeah. in a yeah. sense. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna do some smaller works around this these works, and uh, continuing in, in the, this path that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm kind of happy with the how. What what the, these paintings how what they are leading me to so there is certain aspects in them that I I like to continue to do in a way mm -hmm. or, or work out from mm -hmm. wonderful and I think you had to I think you had to do it in the size yeah I think so too don't you think yeah. They need to be big. Yeah, they need it to be big. Yeah. For you, they need it to be very big. You know, it depends on the person. But yeah. yeah. Um, Just get that feeling of presence also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're compiling a book with the interviews and, of course, photographing these, I'm sure. Yeah, photographing these and uh, the interviews and writing some text around that and uh, also having reference to older works that I've done mm -hmm. in connection, in context with this, because there is a, a correlation between these works and older works mm -hmm. that I'm going to uh, 
kind of explain or, or display in the book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and that whole thing is in process now. We are yeah. writing over. We are writing the over the interviews and rewrite and uh, working on that. And Great. It's quite a work, but it, it's a very interesting work. No, I, I think it's fantastic. I think it's a, a great way to, to do the project. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, it's admirable. Um, what, so what is, what else would you like to talk about now? I don't know, are we, are, are we not getting, uh, haven't we covered it kind of in a way now? Yeah, today, or? yeah, yeah. Or is there anything you, else you'd like to say about about this this series that you did, or what what you want to look into next, or where you're still you just, you just feel completely still, satisfied and you want to go deeper into another one more painting that is kind of about maybe something you saw in the third painting and and you wanted or, could, you know like that. Yeah, could be, but I, I would like to do the smaller paintings in connection. I have done like very small paintings, but I want to do like maybe paintings that are maybe six feet or something like that, six feet by six feet or, or mm -hmm. something like that to have them also within that show. Oh, good. Uh, but, but still my process, I'm, I'm kind of uh, very deeply within the, uh, in, in the writing process right now, in the yeah. interview and writing. So I, I'm kind of, my focus is kind of there right now. Mm -hmm. and even though I do paintings, still I do some watercolors and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. the, the main process is, is done here on these paintings. And, uh, but still, it, I'm gonna develop it even further and uh, I don't I just want to see how where it leads me um, mm -hmm. and it depends on the space I get to show them right how I display that and how I do all those things mm -hmm. and have you come up with a, a pretty firm title for the paintings yes. Not yet. Uh, okay. I have an okay. I have, I have Icelandic title, but I have to find a way to translate that. It has to do with mind flesh, but uh, it, it, it's called Hugarholt, and it kind of sounds very good in Icelandic. So I'm looking for something in English that captures that. Hmm. Great. So if you have any suggestions, please let me know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you so much. This is Thank you very much, Victoria. Such a pleasure to see these these magnificent works and hear hear about the process and explore the the flesh of them, the paint the compositions, the light and the, the darkness um, and the philosophy and inspiration. It's, it's such a pleasure to, to follow you through this project. And same wise, it's a pleasure talking to you.
and you have a keen observation on it. So. <laughs> Thank you. It's an area I, I'm passionate about. So. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.